Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool. It is great to have you guys live. Um, with a, We're going to have our special guest, Jesse Esterly, here in just a little bit. He's the author of Born in a Bar, The Untold Story of Uncle Sam's Misguided Children. Um, <laughs> to be quite honest, when a Marine told me that he was sending me a book, I thought it was going to be a lot of coloring pages and about 80 pages long. He really did. He's like, this is a legitimate book. Is, there's like 200 is, uh, pages and there's words. And I was like, stop it. Yeah, it's uh, 262 pages long. I, I, I Unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't get to read the whole thing. I just got it today. I've read about uh, probably about 20 pages through... Just trying to I get read about him being shit. an escort, so that's all I got. <laughs> well, as everybody, uh, I'm, I'm gonna wait for certain jokes until he's on to defend <laughs> everything. No, I don't want him to defend himself. That's, that's but, uh, how I roll. We definitely welcome you. Uh, shit, we're uh, we're all out of order. I'm Katie, yeah, the host. Yeah, he this is. This is Kat, the co-host. Yeah, I am. She's Hi. a hot one. God, this Stop. is retarded. Stop it. <laughs> so, um. If you're joining us live on Facebook and you want to comment, make sure you go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Give them permission to see your name. Um, they doesn't get permission to see anything else. If you don't put uh, your name in there, you can just fuck off. I'm not really not going to. Damn, you're such a liar. If he likes you, he'll read your comments. He's like a picky hoe like when he's when he's there. So Whatever. If, he, if he likes I, you, I, he knows who I it is. I talk a big game. <laughs> But uh, make sure you can go check out all of our old episodes on YouTube and any of your favorite podcasting platforms at Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool. Uh, make yes, sure that you uh, tongue punch that share button's fart box consensually. Oh! And you are going to try to cottage that like button. Do you know what cottaging is? No, what is a cottage? It's a gay term where they try to uh, hook up with other dudes in public restrooms. <laughs> I I I'm sure Jesse can tell me all about that here in a little bit. Oh my god, I looked up a lot of yeah. Jenny makes lots of comments about gay bars, so uh, <laughs> I looked up a lot of different terms today. So uh, while we're finishing up, make sure you put uh, what you're drinking in the comments. We want to know we're actually doing uh, since uh, Jesse's a Marine. Uh, we all know the Marines were founded in a gay bar, Tun Tavern. Uh, since it's a gay bar, I figured I'd do a fruity drink. So not, we're doing a strawberry it's not a daiquiri. Gay bar. It's not a gay bar. We're calling it an anti-female persuasion bar. <laughs> I made a list. Every time he says gay bar, I made a list of other things we can call it. But uh, our drink of the night is going to be a strawberry cream daiquiri. Um, it's pretty much made the same way as a regular daiquiri, but you actually put the whipped cream inside of it when you're mixing. You're going to use a white or silver rum, uh, fresh strawberries. Uh, if you get the frozen ones, it's fine. Just make sure you get the ones that are um, in sugar. Um, if you get the regular ones that aren't in sugar, they're going to turn out more tart. Um, and you can use some fresh lime juice. My favorite is key lime, but key lime is the best of all limes. All the rest of the limes can fuck off. Um, of course, ice. Uh, you're going to use simple syrup, which is just a half and half mix of Seriously, sugar and that's where water. that's you, where you stick your political stance. Limes. Yeah. Key yeah, limes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because right, fuck the rest of the limes. Right, all right. I um, mean, I think pick your battles, but if key limes are where you're going. Then uh, I, I prefer the raw brown cane sugar for the uh, garnish on the rim. It's just it's healthier. It tastes better. And and the texture is good. And I'm it's a texture healthier. person. Um, so well, I'm gonna keep this moving along. We're already so four I minutes can into this. drink this finally. Yeah, yeah drink cool. it. Tell me what you think. Uh, I'm gonna get to the sponsors real quick, and then we're gonna bring Jesse on. Um, so our first sponsor, as always, is Five by Five Brewing Company. They're Battleborn, Texas-made veteran brewing company based in Mission, Texas, co-founded by Army veteran George Rice. Uh, with beers like the 40 millimeter stout. Brunette Bombshell and Fubar. It's no surprise this brewery is taking over the Texas markets from the Valley all the way up to now the Panhandle. Um, 
pretty much statewide by the end of the year and going to be going nationally next year. So make sure that uh, you ask your local bar, res- re- bar restaurant, or grocer Grocer's. to start carrying 5 by 5 Brewing Company today. You can find out more information about them at 5x5brewing.com, facebook.com, slash Facebook, uh, Facebook. Oh my God, fuck words. <laughs> words can suck my asshole. <laughs> Jesus. Facebook.com slash 5x5brewing. Did you say fuck your asshole? I said suck. Uh, are you sure? They can suck a beefy <laughs> fart from my butt. You won't even... Ew! <laughs> so let me finish. If God you're going to cheat it. on me, please let it be with someone who's willing to do that. Because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So ever. back back to 5x5, five five, our, our loving sponsor. Uh, you can call them at 956-445-5421 or email them at info at 5x5brewing.com. And as always, all of our uh, post-show editing and distribution is done by Knucklehead Media Group, founded by a Marine vet, um, Stephen Cologne, uh, covering all your podcasting and media needs from audio and video editing to strategy planning to global online distribution. This professional team of experts takes your idea and make it a reality while providing the knowledge and experience to help you grow your audience and reach. You can find them at knucklehead.agency or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram all under the same handle of knucklehead mg all uh one word no spaces no dashes no slashes no nothing and without further ado let's bring in <laughs> i just totally took a picture of the drink you made our uh guest i'm sending it to a girlfriend because i told her uh my husband said he's making me daiquiri yeah so uh welcome jesse uh um, we've Hi, never Jessie. spoken in person so uh real quick is it easterly or esterly 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 that's what i thought but i didn't want to be I yeah. literally asked JD, I was like, he's like, oh, yeah, he's done this. He's done this. I was like, cool. Is he cute? Is he my type? He goes, I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a drunken less, veteran, so he's working hairy. in the right direction of your you're type. You're less hairy than my type. So. <laughs> okay, I got you. All right. So <laughs> Neanderthal type, right? That's what yeah, yeah. Yeah. She likes I mean, if you've That's got a club and you can hit me over the head and drag me back, I'm cool. Like, let's do this. <laughs> oh, for the record. These drinks I made, I put two full cups of rum. I don't in the taste blender the before. rum, which is going to be real dangerous. Yeah, it's later. dangerous. So, Jesse, you were a uh, a gunnery sergeant. I'm assuming retired now. So I actually got out right before uh, I was eligible to retire. Uh, I fell off contract when uh, I was doing my reenlistment. Uh, so most people, you know, they figure if you got out as a gunner, you retired. Um, I didn't. I didn't get that luxury. I, I missed it by two years. I I got a job at the same time that I I left the Marines or fell off contract. I was working for the federal government. So um, all my benefits and everything kind of stay the same. I just don't get that cool R.E.T., you know, after my name. So, yeah, I don't I don't have that. I what's fucked up is uh, you were in it for five years. I was in for five (laughs) years. I went to basic and MEPS with my brother-in-law who's married to her oldest sister we didn't know each other so no, it's completely coincidental yeah, yeah. but i was at his retirement ceremony and since we were in basic together i'm like god damn it this should be me mm-hmm. and it's like i could be getting a half of my paycheck for the rest of my life but no yeah so- at, the, at the time uh when everything was going on uh, this was like 2010 for me and the marine corps was really trying to draw down so they were offering people money to get out. So when I fell off contract and I asked, you know, hey, like, I mean, this is bullshit. You know, as a gunny, um, I really I, I said I only had two years really that, you know, until I could retire. And um, the prior service recruiter basically looked at me and he said, listen, you, you know, the Marine Corps is trying to get rid of people. Why would they bring you back on so you could retire? Ugh, How hard not- do you want to fight? 
And uh, I talked to, you know, the SAR major um, that was our, at our headquarters and I had just gotten married. We we're talking about having kids. I had the federal job. And at the time I said, you know what? I'm all right. I'm good. I got to the rank that I wanted to get to. Um, and I think I'm good. But Gunny is what, uh, E7 or E8? E7. Yeah. E7. Okay. The, the problem, the same as Isaac was in the Air Force. Yeah. Okay, the, got it. Cool. Thanks. The, Thank the you. thing for me, though, is, you know, some of those guys that I was real close to, my, one of my best friends, and uh, as you read in the book, JP, uh, when he retired as a first sergeant, I went to his retirement and I'm sitting there and I'm like, son of a bitch, like I fucking missed it. You know, like I missed yeah. all of that shit that, that really comes with it, you know, and, and at the time I, I didn't so think about close. it. Dang. Yeah. So, um, every time we have a guest on the show that has um, a book, a course, a business, whatever, we always give them uh, three minutes of time to push it. Shamelessly let you know. plug your shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> as I've mentioned, um, I don't know how well you can see this on the screen, Here, but uh, you, you wrote the book, uh, Born in a Bar, The Untold Stories of Uncle Sam's Misguided uh, Children. I got it today. Um, to, <laughs> I had a lot of shit on my plate to take care of today. But when I wasn't doing that, I was reading this book because it's written, especially for veteran. It doesn't matter what branch. I was uh, I was chair force. I was actually uh, security forces. So I was like not operational Air Force where I can call my supervisor by his first name. I actually worked for my fucking income. Um, but uh, regardless what, what branch, you really fucking think. Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. It got cold in here. Ooh. But it's it's written in a way that just. You can't put it down. It's very conversational. It's very just easy to follow. So you write how you talk. So it's Absolutely. more relatable. Awesome. Um, no, I, I don't. I, I noticed when I was writing it the first time uh, that I say fuck a lot. So it's, when it's I was, a comma. Yeah. Yep. Uh oh. Did he freeze or did we freeze? When I when still there. Yeah, I'm here. Are you okay. here? Yeah, I'm here. So. I, I ended up Googling one day. I, I, I was interested to see how, you know, what the book was out there that, um, that used the most fuck words. And uh, <laughs> it, it was like for so many pages, it was like 300 and you know, whatever the, the number that it came out to was like, I forget the math, but it was like 0.5.2 or 5.2 or something. And uh, my book, when I did the math, it came out to like 5.1. So oh. at that point, I was almost like trying to add extra fucks into people's stories or my stories just because I wanted to have that book. Oh, I would have I, I would have completely right. rewritten it. I would have done it like yeah. I think I appreciate you for that. Actually. I would have done it. You know, you know how when you have a, a book report that's due your senior year and it's supposed yeah. to be a thousand words and you have nine hundred and eighty. <laughs> so at that very, one point, very, you're like, very, yeah, very, 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 very. Uh, so I did and I left it where it was. I think it actually does. Uh, I think it actually does have the most or at least it has more than that book and i ended up taking some out just because of my editor when we went through she was like you know you could probably do without this fuck like yeah i know but i mean every fuck is know. a good fuck I mean, even if it's honestly, a little honestly to meet a dude who actually gives a fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so i've interrupted time and time again uh give us your spiel about everything that you want to plug you got three minutes starting now all right so um born in the bar uh, the Untold Stories of Uncle Sam's Misguided Children. Um, it's a collection of short stories written by me uh, and other Marines uh, who send in their stories. Um, the idea behind it is really uh, to add some humor uh, to everyday life for veterans, first responders, 
um, anybody with a good sense of humor. Uh, and I say that because not everybody uh, enjoys military bar type humor. <laughs> um, but I wrote the book um, basically because we had lost five Marines over COVID to uh, veteran suicide and one Navy corpsman or one Navy so, uh, sailor who lived uh, a couple doors down from us. And I wanted to do something. I wanted to be able to give back to the community somehow. And I didn't know how uh, at the time. But as veterans, first responders, when we get together, just like this with your podcast, you know, we tell stories. You know, we get together at a bar and we tell it's three hours of nonstop stories. You did this. I did this. You did this. I did this. That's exactly where the, the name of this yeah. yep, podcast absolutely. came from is, is the bar stool is the great equalizer. Absolutely. And um, one of my one of my Marines, uh, we were talking one day and he reminded me about the story from San Antonio. That I, I pointed out for you for you to read. <laughs> and um, I wrote up a quick story. Uh, I posted it on Facebook and I got, you know, 15, 20 text messages over the next hour and a half. I got a bunch of phone calls and it started like getting people talking. And I was like, you know what, if I can if I can put together all my stories, you know, uh, into a book and get it from other, other Marines. And if I can get them to just call, you know, Hey, look, my whole thing was, if you think these stories are funny, well, you have a better one, call your buddy up and talk to him about it and do a buddy check. Talk to your friends. Um, Actually, that's awesome. That the whole premise is using it as an excuse to reach out. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, when I really, uh, this book has been, you know, two decades in the making, uh, my best friend ski from high school, we used to, you know, go to the strip clubs after my second divorce. And that was kind of the whole thing was, look, we're going to write a book. You're going to write a book about all the stupid shit that you've done. And uh, why would I do that? Nobody's wants to read about a gunny who likes to drink and date strippers. Nobody's going to read that. And I then do. it kind of like, hit me. This sounds like JD before we got together. Yeah, yeah. yeah change it from Marines to Air Force. And but he used like, to go to this exactly. club we, where he's all, like, she had, she had a wooden leg. What? Right. Like she was pregnant. That oh stripper my God. was pregnant. Remind he went me, to the remind me to tell you about that strip club. And then would date the strippers. I was like. <gasps> no, we'll get to that story later. Let him finish this. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I decided after while we were in, in COVID that this was what I could do. Uh, and the first book, uh, my whole goal was to be able to donate 1775, which is the birthday of the Marines, um, that I wanted to be able to donate that to a nonprofit foundation. Um, and I picked Save 22. Um, and it worked out good. Um, I was able to, uh, this year already uh, gave a check for 1775 to Save22.vet. Um, working on the second book right now. It's going to be coming out November 10th, uh, which is the Marine Corps birthday. And I hope to, you know, donate another 1775 to Save 22 and Pat's Purpose, uh, which is a burn pit um, for veterans who have exposure to burn pits. Yeah, you saw where that act was recently passed, where they're actually a protected yep. class now for that. Yes. Um, the people that started that burn pit, it's a burn pit 360. They're actually from like 15 minutes from where I'm sitting right now is the, is the people that sat in front of Congress fighting that and, and initiated the whole thing. And yeah, uh, that's, they so, do a ton of good stuff locally. Yeah. And, and I, um, I picked mine, uh, Pat's purpose because he was a Marine and he had a relationship, uh, with a Marine who I was, uh, deployed to Iraq, uh, with, and he's an excellent, uh, artist. So I wanted him to draw, uh, for me, the Iwo Jima Memorial for the cover. 
and I was still trying to decide like who I wanted to, what kind of nonprofit I wanted to donate uh, the money to for the second book. And that day when I was having the conversation with him, um, I got a letter from the VA that uh, denied my claim. I have breathing problems. Oh, um, I can't like I, I notice it more when I listen to myself on podcasts that I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, I, I, thought you were, I thought you were doing cocaine. I wasn't judging. Yeah. Him. Yep. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of another story that I got to bring up. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, the same day that I got that letter, um, I, I sent Mike a, a message and I was like, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm really interested in the organization that I saw you po posted Pat's purpose. Can you get them in touch with me? Uh, so I, I reached out to them. Um, he sent me a bunch of stuff and, and um, that's where it's, it's going to. Yeah. So. Dude, that's that's awesome. Let yeah, me, uh, it's awesome that you're using it. We're to gonna refill. Back. So, are you drinking tonight? And if so, what are you drinking? <sighs> Man, after today, I I'm already on my I I have uh, Espolón tequila. Uh, this was a new bottle oh, before no. I started. Oh no! So, oh, so this is right. gonna be a great show, is what dude, you're telling me, dude. I don't know about you, but I would bang your wife after that. <laughs> 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 yeah, Te tequila makes her extremely friendly. Uh, we've discussed that yeah. ad nauseum <laughs> on this show. Oh, yeah. Um, so she was referring to the uh, strip clubs. So when I was in the Air Force, I was, like I said, I was security forces. Uh, security forces is unlike anything else in the Air Force because we just don't give a shit. Like it's, it's, wow. The misguided children. Like the rest of the Air Force is wow. very office and very professional and very just like, it's very office job oriented you know it's just like really hey bill hey bob and and security forces are are the only well not the only but the largest group of Eat actually combat die, oriented bill. like what are you, what are no you they don't there? even say that they're like you hey, just punch each other hey, in the dick hey bill how, how's the wife and kids <laughs> you know <laughs> those, those kind of that's how you imagine other people in the military just the air force i just i just assumed yeah. they were all like you no no the, I'm, I'm i'm like the the bastard child of the air force like why do you think more marines think i'm part of them that than is air force? very i have true. more marine friends than i do air force <laughs> he friends. does and every marine friend's like oh i thought you were a marine too and i was like no i'm like zipper huh <laughs> <laughs> so Zipper's so what i was in i was i was uh i did basic tech school and permanent party all at lackland so outside of deployments everything was in lackland uh, air force base in san antonio um but there was this old shitty strip club that was should have been condemned. Don't, hey, don't, Regardless what the business was, the building itself don't leave should have been out. condemned. Let everyone question my life choices by being with you. Make oh, yeah. sure you cover so, it all. This wasn't a place we frequented because of the class of the people that were there. <laughs> it was a place that we frequented because of the character of the people that was there. And it was mainly as a joke for the new people that came to the squadron. Like if you came in. We took you there to see how you would react. And if you got all butthurt and disgusted and couldn't take it, then we're like, all right, we know we can't trust this fucking guy. If you went in there, you laughed your ass off, you bought a round and, and you just enjoyed yourself. Then it was like, all right, we know we can trust this guy. This guy is good. He's in because there was a one armed stripper like born with uh, just below the elbow missing. Uh, there were like second and third trimester pregnant strippers there <laughs> on a regular basis. Wait, wait, do you have to tip them extra because um, it's two people stripping, or is it just one? No, it was buy one get one. It was Ow. a bogo. <laughs> oh my god, my brain oh, is. What so if she's crowning? <laughs> 
Then you get a little bit of Red Bull with it. <laughs> was she lactating though? That's the real question. You yes. know what? Okay, look, I work we- in a hospital and I work in the baby area, and I have literally heard a mom who is a stripper say that she would let dudes breastfeed off of her for money and apparently made a fortune doing it. Dude, have you ever tasted breast milk? No. Oh my God. Okay. So have you ever had Rice Krispies and then you put sugar on it? Yeah. Like you sprinkle sugar over it and then you drink the milk at the end and that milk's like really sweet. Uh That's what breast milk tastes like. Exactly like Rice Krispies sugar milk. It's fucking great. Like Frosted Flakes. You drink the water afterwards or the milk afterwards. Shut the fuck up. The milk after. (laughs) That's what he says it tastes like. So I had to keep him out of my breast milk. Still do. (laughs) So how did the one-armed girl uh, spin around the pole? She didn't. She just got up there and shook her ass. Oh, that is sad. Was she pretty at least? She really didn't have an ass. I mean, it was like. So she missed her leg and an ass? Think of the Monday 3 o'clock Hooters team. (laughs) The C team. The C team. The C team. Now, (laughs) that C team was this place's like A plus team. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was bad. And I wish I really wish I could remember the name of this place so I could uh, see if it's still But he exists. would tell me about this strip club, but then would tell me he dated strippers back in the day. And I'm like, was she the pregnant one? Was she the amputee? Like, what is she? which one was no, she? I dated strippers from different strip clubs. Not that one. Uh-huh. That place was uh-huh. all you don't you don't shit where you eat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> he gets me. No. He gets me. Oh God, so no. so what's your your uh right off the top of your head not thinking about it your favorite strip club story oh geez all right so my favorite strip club and i've been to strip clubs all over the united states my favorite strip club is vixens in west virginia right my best friend ski um this is after i got divorced we got back from iraq uh-oh uh-oh we keep losing them. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, him is still here. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's your interwebs or mine, but yeah. Okay, try it again. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah now right. we're good. <laughs> so um, we had a we had a we had a tradition where like Friday night we would go to Hooters, we would go to the strip club, and then we would eventually make it back to his house. So when he moved, uh, it kind of we thought we were like you know, dead. Like, what are we, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? All right. So I drive up there the first weekend uh, on my way to Pennsylvania from North Carolina. And there is no shit right behind his house, uh, a strip club. And I used to laugh because it's like over the river, through the woods. Like he would go through his backyard. There's a <laughs> what the creek. fuck? Yeah. Location, and, and location, location. They picked this, they picked this condo with me in mind because it was right there. That's right? prime so the real first, estate. The first weekend that we're there, you know, we, his wife was like, hey, you know what? Go ahead. Have fun. We know you can crawl home afterwards. So West Virginia, like everybody kind of thinks like, you know, West Virginia, you know, it's going to be this, this shithole, you know, the crappy, you know, everything. Well, we walk in and this is like the nicest strip club I've ever been in. Completely clean. It has a bar where they serve steaks and, and burgers and they have ESPN everywhere. And the girls were absolute tense. Like these, this was the A team of A teams that I've ever seen. Uh, apparently it's like right in the middle of um, West Virginia University and Martinsburg, 
college or something like that. So they get all these girls that go there. So they're all paying for nursing school, like the sure. typical <laughs> stripper story. But they might so, actually be. Shut up. So after a while, when we had started to go there, like every other weekend on my way home, I would stop there on a Friday night, go out. Uh, I got to know the bartender pretty well. And one night uh, while we were there, she decided to put these little glow sticks in our drink. All right. So we made a game of it. Right. I put them together. So now it's a ring. And what we were doing is we were throwing it. And if we got it on a bottle, we would do shots. Right. So this went on for a couple of hours. Um, we ended up meeting an, a girl that was there for her brother's 18th or 21st birthday, whatever it was. She was the, uh, the designated driver. She started playing with us and gets absolutely hammered. Right. <laughs> so she's no longer their DD. Oh, my best friend. Right. So he ends up leaving, takes her out to my car, has sex with her in the back of my car, my Xterra at the time. He comes back in laughing. And I'm like, dude, where the hell did DD go? I put her in her car. Okay. <laughs> right. We keep drinking. Um, and then at some point at the night, there is, I saw the bottle, this gold, right? This is sitting on the shelf. And I'm like, you know what? I want this. Throw, throw the little ring, which I, right, right on it. And I were like jumping up and down like we just won the Super Bowl. Like, holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> Jesus. So of course, is... bartender is like, hey, look, I can't, I can't give this to you as a shot or a drink. You have to buy the whole bottle. I fucking want it. I want it. $450 sold. Oh, shit. So it comes with the VIP area. It comes with, you know, like all this stuff. And I said, look, I, I like the bartender. Like, I'm, I'm not leaving. If you're not coming in to, to be the bartender, we're not going. The manager comes out and he's like, are you, are you serious? You don't want the VIP room? Like, now we're good. We're already trash at this point. Like I don't, I, at this, I probably didn't know how to spell my own name at this point, <laughs> but I was like, nope, we're good. So he gives us, he gives us both like a stack of these get in free uh, cards. We both have a t-shirt. I still have my Vixens t-shirt. Uh, the next morning I wake up in his bed. I have no idea how I got there, but this is laying in the bed next to me. Right. And, and I don't even drink champagne. <laughs> well, you could have woke right? up next to his wife. So I, yeah, I could have. <laughs> I woke up next to his cats that, that he had a bunch of cats. Uh, uh, what but did that you was the thing. And I said with- at some point at the night, like I said, I'm, I'm going to win. I'm going to drink this when the Eagles win the Super Bowl. So this was back in uh, like 2008. So I had to wait until 2017 to actually drink what? it. Um, but it, yeah, it was it was pretty good. What kind is that? If I uh, Ace of Spades, I've never heard of it. Um, yeah, apparently but then again, they it, don't really it, drink fancy shit. So nah, yeah, yeah. apparently it was in like Jay Z's video or something. It's uh, uh, Ace of Spades. I don't know. It's, it, it's, is it good on ice? <laughs> I like mine on ice. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it probably. Listen, when uh, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, we were outside. We were drinking it at like midnight. It was delicious. Now that could have just been because of the Super Bowl. You know, I don't. Was it worth four hundred fifty dollars? So, because so of the story? maybe, maybe. But I would have taken the VIP room, and like yeah. I've got two strip club stories. What do you got? Go ahead. Um, I was just gonna. It's not gonna be a strip club story. It's oh. gonna be a don't take a football story. You're taking a soft topic. It's, I didn't even get to do my strip club ta- story. You will go back, but it was just real quick on page two hundred four in Born in a Bar. 
the untold stories of Uncle Sam's misguided children. Go on. Um, a story about where you went to to the Riverwalk in San Antonio. And I'm not going to tell the whole story, but the part where you and your drunken buddies were fucking or chanting, fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> I, I am born, bred and bleed Texas. Yeah. Fuck the Cowboys. And, and, and I truly appreciated that part of that story. So tell your strip club. Okay. Uh, story I bet there. two. One's real fast, uh, but I'll tell the other one first. So I went to a strip club for the first time ever. Uh, with JD when I was in college. Um, yeah, your parents are watching right now too. So hi, tell story. love you, mean it. <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah. you're gonna hate the next story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the stripper was like kissing me and like nibbling my ear. So I was nibbling back, and the guy came and like gave me a warning. JD's like, "You're gonna get us kicked out of here. It's not nice to bite the strippers." And I was like. She bit me first. <laughs> we still need to make that a fucking t-shirt. So I was like, so yeah, we, it's not nice to bite the strippers. Yeah. <laughs> so the, that was like my original OG, like first time to a strip club story. I didn't realize that they could bite you, but you couldn't bite them back. I got her number though. So that counts. Yeah, they can grind on you, but it's, it's very frowned upon when you grind <laughs> upon them. Years later, like 15 years later, I take my sisters to a strip club. And it was some of my sister's first time to a strip club. And my sister Amanda went into the bathroom, came back and goes, um, I think this girl's trying to have sex with me. And I was like, why? She was like, she asked me for yay and asked me if I had it. And I was like, that's cocaine. Tell her no. <laughs> She's like, oh, shit. I was it's like, not, it's not. Yay. <laughs> She's yay. like, well, yeah, I got it, but it's not yours. That's what she told her. And I was like, don't tell her you have it. Oh, my God. So she thought she was talking about her vagina. And he was talking about cocaine. And I was like, no, don't tell her that. It was really I funny. Think my my favorite strip club story, and I've told you this one before. Um, buddy of mine was going through a really nasty divorce. Um, Which oh, I had just recently moved off base, so I had a, a two bedroom apartment, and uh, at the time I didn't have a roommate. And so he's going through this divorce. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna take you out. I'm gonna get you fucked up. We're gonna go to a strip club. Um, it was it was a nicer one that I I frequented. <laughs> well. Oh, nice, nicer by comparison to Fingers the one that crossed. was mentioned earlier, <laughs> and and there were uh, there were a couple of the gals that that I knew biblically. Um, oh, don't act surprised. You've heard this story. I had, I had <laughs> children with that sentence. Yes, yes, you did. So we walk in the door, and there's this new door girl there, a little a little tiny Asian girl, gigantic fake tits. You know, look like somebody installed basketballs under her chest like it just ridiculously disproportionate and and he instantly falls in love with the door girl we hadn't even made it into the naked chicks yet <laughs> and he falls in love i'm like oh no all right oh, i'm no. like well dude i'm going to the back um this place is a byob so you they they just sell you the you take their, their your liquor and they bring you the the sodas and the ice and shit like that and they, that's where they make their money um so i'm back making my drink looking at stages. He finally comes back the, the whole night. We're bullshitting and, and we're leaving. And I end up taking one of the girls back to the apartment. He takes that door girl home. Um, I didn't make it much past the door here. I let him use the spare bed <clears throat> and he goes to the spare bedroom 
and and I'm doing what what young gentlemen do. No. And all of a Why sudden, don't you tell me. <laughs> we were we were following. coloring. They were coloring. So so, so gross. yeah, I'm doing my thing, and you know, <laughs> from the other room, I just hear like, oh, what, uh, what, what the fuck? And then I see this gorgeous Asian j- chick with a uh, huge tits and an even bigger dick running through my living room, <laughs> and it was it was a dude. That had and I want to bust his balls so bad, but it had everybody, everybody convinced. Like, there's, there was no five o'clock shadow. There was no like hairy knuckles. Like it was, it was fucking convincing. Pretty sure that's the thing you should say like right away. But yeah, (laughs) you would think. So by the way, yeah, I have nine inch wood. (laughs) <laughs> i could tell you what time it is if you know what i mean it's like a sunday so, just went from six to midnight <laughs> my wife she knows about that she knows this whole story uh of my driftwood and, and or not driftwood what? Uh, vixens vixens the, the story that i told you my favorite one. Oh no you can talk about your driftwood go on yeah no that's, <laughs> that's my favorite one that's my favorite strip club in north carolina that's where we used to go every night <laughs> Um, so she knows this story of my, my best friend Ski and I, we would go to the Hooters, go to the Driftwood and then, you know, go back. And then she knows about the story with this. So when I was going through the process of writing stories, she was kind of interested because she, you know, would hear, hear me laughing, having phone calls, you know, doing all this stuff. And she was like, Hey, I, I want to read a story. And I was like, okay, well, listen, you already know this story. I'm almost done with it. Sure. Here you go. You can read it. Okay. So she gets down through. And it had maybe laugh when you were like, oh, go ahead. Tell me, what were you doing with her? So <laughs> I wrote on there, one of the girls that, uh, that I was seeing at Hooters, um, her ex-husband bought her like the nicest tits I've ever seen. And I wrote that just like that. Oh, you dumb fuck. I, you dumb exactly. fuck. I mean, I respect you. Yeah. How, no. So I wrote that yes. and she read it. She got to that point and she was like, oh, she's got the nicest tits you've ever seen. I guess I'm not <laughs> reading this anymore. And so I, I I ended up and changed it and I put like it was the nicest tits this, her husband. The second before. nicest tits I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah. She won't let one. She won't let that one down. I'm oh. not gonna. I'm not gonna rank these tits. However, comma. She had first and definitely. third place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that's just fucking terrible. So, yeah. part of what wanted me to 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 bring you onto this show outside of of. You're being a veteran uh, and a lot of our mutual friends and stuff like that is the fact that you and us are both completely enamored with the paranormal, uh, Halloween, haunting, ghost hunting, all that shit. Like we followed each other on Facebook for a while. Yeah. And we followed each other on Facebook for several years and have never really had a lot of interactions. And then recently it's just like, I see all this ghost shit you're doing. You see all this ghost shit I'm doing. And it's like, hey, did we just become you? best friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and you so, like He-Man? I like He-Man. So I briefly read one of your Facebook posts or you sent me something about um, when you were on guard duty or something like that and, and the ghost story. Can you tell that because there was parts where i didn't know exactly what you were trying to infer and i'm pretty sure um hearing it and seeing your your vocalization everything is going to really help sell the story but it was funny as shit 
He wants to watch your mouth while you're talking. That's right. That's right. So I was was in security forces, Kings Bay, Georgia, um, as a PFC Lance Corporal E2, E3. And we had um, different guard positions that we would go to. And one of the ones that we had was in uh, this RBC building where they would build the nuclear weapons. Um, and we didn't we didn't go there very often. There was never anybody there. It was a late night shift. Like it was one one person on post uh, for, you know, two, three, four hours, whatever it was. Um, and this is the post that said there's nothing there. There's no. And then in the 90s, there's no cameras. You're sitting at a, a desk uh, with a clock like nothing. It is the most boring post you would ever be on in your entire life. No. So at some point. Uh, in the night while I was there, um, I started looking around. I got bored. I read all the magazines. Um, and I noticed, like, I looked up and the clock had stopped. Right? Oh. And I, I'm like, okay, what, like, what the heck is, what the heck is that? That's like, that's really weird. And the lights went off. So I thought, like, somebody is fucking with me, right? One of the other Marines, they snuck over, got in the door without me hearing the door, turned off the lights. So I'm calling out, like, hey, anybody there? There's nothing there. And I see coming down the hallway is like this green, like orb, glowing orb, and it's coming towards me. And I'm frozen. Like, I can't move. Like, I see it. I want to move, but I, I like, I just can't move. So as it's coming towards me, it, it gets to my face, right? It gets, you know, a couple of feet from it. And then all of a sudden it just like goes through me, right? <gasps> I drop on the floor. Um, I can hear, I hear all these noises, like all these voices, like all this stuff's going on. I still can't move. I finally like, you know, shake it off. I finally get up. The lights are back on. The clock is like a half an hour or so ahead of where I remember it. Um, Uh. my radio is going off. They're trying to, you know, do a radio check to find out, you know, Hey, where are you at? You missed the radio check, you know, whatever. And I like compose myself enough to the point where I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I'm here. Uh, there's nothing around. The lights are all back on. Right. I get back. Like I'm, I was so shaken by the time I walk back in and I'm trying to like tell these other Marines, like, dude, like this fucking just happened to me. Like this oh is crazy. God. The um, there's a, a longstanding rumor in Kings Bay that the base was built on an old Indian burial ground. Uh, people in towers, they used to say that they used to see like, um, Indian girls running over top of like the berms and, and that kind of thing. And the lights would go off and on a flash. And I never really put anything into it until this happened. So, you know, I look back at it now and I'm like, okay, did that really happen? Or did I fall asleep? Right. (laughs) See, that's the part when you when you sent me this story in text, I didn't know if that was hyperbole or if like that was actual like like I fell off the chair, realized I was asleep the whole time. No. So, I mean, this actually happened like it. There was like something. Now, I said I I, maybe I did fall asleep and um, I dreamt the whole thing, but it was so vivid that when I got back, like, I mean, I was like. I was sweating, like I was shaking, like it was, if it was a dream, it was the most realistic dream I've ever had, like, and to remember like that clear, like it was like, holy shit, yeah. this is ridiculous. You knew how it felt, smelled, oh, yeah, absolutely. touched, yeah. yeah, so we have a Facebook user, do you know who it is? Yep, but um, they didn't go to streamyard.com slash Facebook and give uh, 
give us permission to see their oh, name. Oh, Atlanta. You know who so, it is. I know who it is. Someone says, ooh, I have a ghost story. Pipe me in. So this is uh, Art. Um, Art is an Army uh, veteran. Art Wallace? Yeah. Okay. So Art, you're going to have to hold your horses on that. But <laughs> um, I do want to, uh, we've been talking back and forth for a while about getting on the show. It's just bigger than our schedules and stuff. So uh, we'll touch base off the air about that and Art, then you can tell your good Art, story then. we're gonna put you in our halloween yeah episode yeah we'll put you in our Come halloween episode so you can tell us all about your ghost story so so back to it so <laughs> so is that what what kind of spurred your your love for the ghost for the haunted no. for the or was it something uh, you've always been interested wife, in yeah my wife she's really into ghost spirits um like that whole thing and, and all like the, all the holidays we we decorate for every holiday um halloween became yeah inside outside i mean outside is mine inside is hers um a couple years ago um my next door neighbor we we decorate our whole our whole block we get more kids here than i've ever seen my entire life anywhere i've ever been on halloween yeah and <laughs> we we we're just setting up for halloween and my next door neighbor says hey you know the people that just moved down a couple doors down they got a letter in the mail um telling them that you know they need to take down their halloween decorations mm. i was like what the fuck like what is this all about so i walked down introduced myself i was like dude like i live a couple doors down our kids are the same it's, you know same age like did you really get a letter so he brought it out. He showed me and it was a, um, you know, my son is, I guess this is like five years ago, six years ago. My teenage son comes home crying every day when he sees your Halloween decorations. Please take them down. Yeah. It was on letterhead. It said, um, it's like, uh, Gloucester city, um, something or other like, it was uh, like, uh, action uh, group. Yeah, come the, on the, now, come on yep. now. They made that shit up. Some Karen yes, sitting at absolutely. home on her fucking yeah, they, computer. Yeah. They went on like so, some clip art fucking site. And made that shit. Yeah, well, but because we looked it up and it doesn't exist. It's some no. kind of like you know action committee or something. It's a action and, committee of one person in her fucking right. living it's, room. Well, it's super Karen. Well, that's yeah, exactly. Well, that's what we thought. We thought, well, okay, well, look, it's just well, there there was a, a kid with like Down syndrome or something that lived by us. We used to see him. Um, you know, so we, that was our first thought. Okay. Well, maybe it's just the mom, you know, whatever. Um, but it just didn't, it didn't work. Okay. Well, maybe somebody's just fucking with you. Somebody, you know, is fucking with you. Right. Well, then the next year he got another one. All right. Yes. And, and they, they like progressively got worse, you know, on what they were writing. Um, one of these, he's not against city ordinance. It's not even actionable anyway. So suck it. So it went from there and then it went to um, like Trump's racist America um, oh is the reason you should God. take down your decorations. Um, it, I mean, every, like, so for the last six years, we've gotten one like every year. Uh, what so this becomes, the fuck does Trump have yeah, to do so with regard, decorations? Okay. I never, or I try not to bring politics up, but what the fuck regardless <laughs> yeah. what side you vote what the fuck what does, the fuck does do trump anything? have to do with how you decorate <laughs> I, your, I mean unless you're unless you have a skeleton spelling out maga you know what I don't, I don't. right yeah so um we i mean this is kind of like the the joke of our town right now because every year around this time we start getting that did you get a letter yet did you get a letter yet like Just, the whole town knows uh, I, oh you get a letter too I yes want a letter. so I want a 
a, we haven't gotten a letter. In fact, yeah. our neighbors are so supportive. Last year, I think yeah. we got like three Starbucks gift cards for them thanking us because we do such a huge thing and no one can Yeah, our next door neighbor is told us like, hey, if you've got to bleed over into our yard and take over our front yard, yep. do it. We might Don't have, ask. We might have to this year. Yeah, I think we're going to have to this year. Yeah. Uh, and so what happened like two years ago, um, my, my friend, Eric, um, he, he's the one that got the letter the next year, my other next door neighbor got it. And we just kind of thought that their decorations were like, like small. And we just assumed like, Hey, maybe they meant to send it to us instead, but they got the wrong address and sent it to the wrong paper. Well, the next year they sent it to all three of us. Um, but every year that, we get letters we're going bigger like every year good for you i would do the same thing yeah yeah, we we just said absolutely fuck this whatever yeah Yeah. and we still don't know who's sending them uh we've we've never figured it out we don't know if it's a joke or somebody actually in town god i really hope it's a fucking joke because like that's crazy so so you said going bigger every year yeah right so our haunt that we put on every year it's the last three or four years i've doubled the amount of props and and stage settings and stuff like it's yeah, ridiculous. It, yeah. So um, it is. Ridiculous. This is an actual text conversation between her and I last night. Uh, let me find it. Where the fuck is oh, it? Oh no! <laughs> uh, between you and I last. Okay, night? so so I texted her. I'm at work, uh, and and like I obsess about setting up for my Halloween stuff. Like it, it is literally an obsession where I, I my brain doesn't shut off. I'm trying to plan things and and just get it ready to go even my head that way when i do set it up but so i'm like so do i need to make a small section of the haunt for like eight years and under since it's scarier than past years or fuck them and make them suck it up for the three pieces of candy i'm trying to uh work out the floor plan where everything will go her beautiful <laughs> well thought out and articulate, articulate reply, reply is fuck them <laughs> fuck I'm like fuck them. They know what to expect like, at our house. I replied, "That's fuck the em. spirit." So yeah. So yeah. yeah so, we do, I wish if we had more space, we'd probably be broke because this time of the year, man, we spend so much money on stuff. We were um, not. Yeah. We walked into this year saying we're not going to buy any animatronics. We're going to yeah. make our own props, which yep. we have made a lot of props. And then we went and spent, I don't even want to talk about how much money we spent the other day. And then we had to retire a couple of our animatronics. So JD's sister bought us an animatronic and JD's got a present coming in the mail for his birthday. The cool thing about retiring certain animatronics though, is if you're retiring them just because like the rubber and the plastic gets old, you can repurpose the motors. We're going to repurpose the motors. So there's... Uh, we're retiring Chuckles the Clown this year. And Wiggles, Which right? is uh, 13, 13 years old, yes. 14 years old. Yes. But the pneumatics and hydraulics are still functional. completely functional. Well, you have to hook them up to a car battery. <laughs> no, no, I rewired them last year. We don't have to okay, hook them cool. up to car batteries But what anymore. about Wiggles? Wiggles, too? Wiggles is just getting repainted. Okay. So, yeah, I, Sorry, this year I've started making all kinds We of name all of our animatronics. That's we nice. have like. We have Barry, we have Gil, we have Gloria, we have, we have Florence, we yes. have uh, Heckle, Jekyll. Uh, <laughs> That's a good idea. I might have to steal that. Why? Like all those, like it's funny because even the kids have started naming yes. props. Like yeah. they they fight to name the next prop that we, we bring home. We have Clive, we have Lord Raven. I like that. Lord I, Raven. I have to steal that from you. Yeah. We did, uh, so talking about planning, listen, I, when I 
I am outside on Halloween. I'm already planning the next year's setup. We I do, are. Yeah. I do a different scene every year. Last year, um, I did COVID. So I had <laughs> I had two 55-gallon drums where I printed Amazing. Wuhan technology laboratories on it. I had two guys that were in radiation suits. Um, I, I had it. bats. I had Corona bottles all over. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Um, so this year I'm going with a construction company. Uh, it's going to be skeleton crew construction. So I'm going to have, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. I love it's it. It's going to be an oh, act like a, uh, a construction site accident scene. I actually had that on my list of things that JD was talking about calling the bar, a gay bar. One yeah. of my things was the cock structure workers. Yeah. Yeah. Full, full disclosure, full transparency. <laughs> Oh, no. I was supposed to bring up gay bar like a ton of times. I she did all this I research have a list of list of things to follow <laughs> up with. Gay things, and he didn't use a fucking lick of all. So, so like, about your, your listen, book, well, born I, I, I'm not the one here that said fuck my asshole. I just want to point that out. No, I did not say that. I said suck a I beefy heard, fart from my I asshole. I heard fuck my asshole. <laughs> I really did. And suck. It's heteroflexible bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's my favorite. <laughs> heteroflexible <laughs> oh man i'm getting that tattoo well, no, there's that one and the mlm bar it's a man loving man <laughs> <laughs> so i got a lot of them you had told me in the past but didn't go into any um detail about it you've been to one of the places that i like envy that i really really want to go you've been this to eastern state penitentiary, penitentiary yes, which is one have, of the most haunted places uh, in america yes we, we tell me about it in juicy fucking detail. So, so I don't know if I I've mentioned this before, but I work for the Air Force. Um, I'm a I work for the recruiting squadron that's here in New Jersey. Uh, so we get a whole bunch of different recruiters that come in, and you get to you know know them a little bit. And my wife and I got invited to go uh, with two of them to Eastern State uh, Penitentiary, um, a night ghost tour. Uh, and I was like, all right, you know, whatever, I, I don't mind. My wife's really into it. Let's go. So, you know, you get to go in and it's really cool. The first, you know, half hour, 45 minutes that we were there, it was just you're walking in a time capsule from, you know, 70 years ago, however long ago it, it actually closed down. Um, you get an appreciation if you've never been in prison or, you know, anything like that, you, you get a real appreciation of what it looks like. Um, it's creepy as hell. Um, you know, you see these the bars, you hear all the noises, um, you know, but it wasn't it wasn't so much scary uh, or creepy until we made ourselves uh, we walked around and, and found the death row. And at death row, they have a plexiglass that kind of blocks you from the actual death row. Why, why is that? Is it just condemned? Um, I, I guess just, you know, so you can't walk in like some of the places were just kind of shut off. Like you couldn't really you could see in them, but you couldn't really like walk in. I wonder if it's a vandalism thing where it's like people would go there and just. Be or if assholes. it's just. Or, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but we walk in and there's already a group of people and everybody's real quiet. And there's just one dude that's talking and he's like, he's right there standing in front of you, you know, like that kind of, you know, and I'm hey, listening to it and, and I'm like, so that's what I'm doing after, after this. Um, oh, so it works. <laughs> he's talking and I'm kind of like, this dude's full of shit. Like, is he really like communicating with, you know, these spirits on the other side of this thing, whatever. And 
he starts talking and, and he's like, he's trying to communicate with us. He's trying to reach something somewhere around here. And then like, there's a silence. And then I hear this voice and it's coming from like right behind me. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm kind of looking around. Everybody is now looking at me. And I'm like, the fuck are they all looking at? Like, I hear this too. Like everybody hears it. My phone was in my backpack. It was off and it had turned on and it was dialing a phone number that was no longer in service. And the voice was saying, the number you dialed is no longer in service. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm fucking out of here. We'll go look at the other <laughs> side of the prison. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, just to see everything you just, you know, you never, you, you don't get to see that, like, especially at dark. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. Re it's really cool inside. So how much does it cost to do that? Um, it wasn't just a ghost tour. I think it was like 40 bucks, 30 bucks a person. Oh, shit. oh my it God. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but they, they do a Halloween like ghost adventure thing that's in there i think that's a little bit more expensive but that's like no shit people are jumping out at you and and like that kind of, and i don't oh, do, yeah. i don't deal with that oh i see i see um now i'm not i don't yeah no yeah for the the there's an abandoned hospital about two hours from here that that we've investigated before definitely want to go back and definitely going back this year we yeah, have we're to. going back for sure i'm pretty but sure my parents will it's like 500 it's tell. like yeah it's like 500 bucks a night to to rent this place out yeah you can have up to 12 people so once you divide it up it's not terrible yeah. but still but yeah it's <laughs> fucking expensive to do it's it and it's abandoned it's not like i'm like jesus fuck there's a um my wife just found a there's a i guess burlington county prison which is about half an hour north of here um, they have an abandoned prison that they actually do escape games in. So you can go in. Oh, sweet. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like 20 bucks and they give you a whole bunch of clues. And then you have to kind of figure out how to get out of the prison. Um, but I guess that that's she said that's supposed to be haunted as well. So that might be that might be our next our next adventure. That sounds like fun. That ghost took my clue, a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So ha have you ever done any of those escape rooms before? We do them. Uh, we do them with our kids. Um, you do. Yeah, we've only done it once. Well, we got stuck in with a bunch of teenagers and they were taking clues. And so we got out, but we got out like what with 10 yeah, seconds no, we didn't, after no, they opened the, the door. thing. Yeah, or whatever. No, we got in trouble because they were breaking shit to get. So oh. like stuff that had combination locks, they were pulling them open yeah, or breaking and, the combos. Yeah, we were like, the, come on, we guys. We somehow got in the, the teenager group and they had taken all the shit. So like we we're trying to get the clues together. Well, half of them have the shit and they won't give them to us. And we're like, what the fuck? The next time we're going to do it without fucking kids. Yeah, we, yeah. we try and go and book the rooms when we know that it's only going to be us in there. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know, my wife and I, my daughter, and then my nine-year-old will come along um, more for moral support than, you know, really helping anything. Yeah. Uh, but for he's got a knack of like finding shit like under tables and stuff. He'll be like, hey, what's this? Where the hell did you get that? Tell him not to touch something. That's he's, he's the guy are. that he's the guy yeah. that just points yeah. out all the all our the winning slot like, machines. Don't find clues. Dad and I will find them and they will find them. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. We tell him not, not to. Yeah. 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 So. So, yeah, we've got three fuck trophies. One of them may be a participation trophy, but I'm not going to say which one. I'll, <laughs> I'll figure that out. <laughs> fuck trophies. Yeah. Fuck trophies. Like, good for you. You actually got laid? That's yeah. what they are? Yeah. Have you never heard that term before? I don't I don't think I... I don't know about that. No, I I've used it before. And, 
You didn't like it the, the other time you heard it either. <laughs> it sounds like something I wouldn't like. Which is why I've said it again. <laughs> well, they're your fucking spawns. It's like you put an egg inside of me and it hatched. <laughs> no, no, you, you had the egg yourself. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> I grew it myself. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> what the fuck? Why are we talking about my eggs? It's fucking weird. What happens in 58 minutes? What happens is we just really go off the tracks every fucking time. We're and then we have to wrangle it in. Okay, uh, my eggs are my eggs now. They're not your eggs anymore. This is a playground only, sucker face. So you need to get snipped. So sucker that, face. So, so eggs aren't touched. Getting back on track. So you signed it and you wrote this nice little paragraph when you said this book. Uh, born in, born in a bar. The untold stories of Uncle Sam's misguided children. Misguided children. Wow. That word wow. Can, can fuck off. Uh, but... <laughs> I find it very funny, and I'm sure it was done on purpose, that uh, the note that you wrote us was written in pen, you know, and everything, and then signed in green crayon, Absolutely. because you're a jarhead, and that's what happens. I love it. That's what we do. So, have, do, you know, do you know uh, Frank Manto? He, yes. Uh, he's a Marine, and he's doing the, uh, the crayons ready to eat. Yep. Yep. He's actually watching right now. And, uh, hey, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when, it, when I saw that green crayon, I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to talk about Frank because he's another Marine because that's I don't know yeah. how I got wrangled I into just this. talking with so many Marines, like even our local friends. You got Zeke, you got uh, Gunny Mo, you Wait. got Pogo. They're all Marines. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Aloy, they're all everybody's Marines. And, that's and because we're more vocal about being who we are. You can drive through. Now you're, I mean, you guys are out there closer to like San Antonio and all the, the Air Force bases and stuff. So you might have more out there. But if you drive around most towns, um, you don't really see you don't see anybody ever flying an Air Force flag, a Navy flag. Rarely will you see an Army flag, but you'll see Marine flags because we put we put Marines on every. Oh, yeah. That EGA. So, right? so do the other branches hate y'all? Because like we're from Texas. We have Texas flags all over all of our shit. Pretty sure JD's got one tattooed on his ass. And people fucking hate Texas because of it. So is it like the same thing? Do you get a bunch of fucking hate because you're a Marine? You're fucking proud of it. Um, I don't think I mean, I guess if you're in another branch, you know, they they'll give us more shit than anything just because, you know, they do feel like they're smarter or, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, but, we are okay, smarter. Look, but, I'm married. Uh, to I'm married. Listen, I, like I said, I work with the Air Force. Not always. <laughs> I'm married to no. an Air Force dude. And I will tell you this. I've never dated anyone smarter than me. It, ma <laughs> it makes me feel superior. I'm just saying it makes me feel superior. It's okay. You can lie to yourself all you want. If you dated you me better. and you're watching, that means you too. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my thing. Like, like, would I change going into the Air Force? Absolutely not. Like, it was some of the best times of my life. Uh, made some some friends and bonds that will never, ever, ever go away. And I've been out for going on 20 years, and there's still people I keep yeah. in contact with. Yes. And it's been that long. Um, but definitely the one thing that i envy about the marines is the camaraderie and brotherhood that the marines have versus any other branch is is unmatched and and anybody that that tries to argue that point any other way is absolutely fucking retarded um the fact that that you're gonna say like yeah you know i went to paris island oh i went to paris island and then you're blowing each other and you know it's like consensually that bond consensually yeah. 
you know, and, and <laughs> a lot of it um, is just some of it is so, you know, it means so much to us, like our birthday. Like the Air Force just had your birthday, 75 years. Right. Last, yeah. Last week. I didn't know about it. You don't talk about yeah. it. And that's it. About the Air Force. You know, we're my squadron that I work at. I was complaining to them like, look, why are you not celebrating your birthday? Uh, you know, whatever. Our birthday in Philadelphia, we had we shut down two blocks of the city street of Philadelphia and have a thousand Marines that come to the Philadelphia area from all over the country to celebrate our birthday. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, the Air Force, I had to, you know, you can ask them like, hey, what what year was the Air Force born? And some of them will look at you and be like, not a clue. Like, Do you know? You know 1947. 1947, right? You made yep. that up. <laughs> no, nope, 1947. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but for us, 1775. Yeah, I mean, it, I was like, great. When, when I was in the Air Force, I was in for five years. Wait, I never once went na- to an Air did Force. Did you say ball. 1947 in his 1775? Yeah. Yep. Like, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry that airplanes weren't invented in the fucking 16th century. <laughs> Come on, Space Force, get your asses in here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I was in the Air Force for five years and never once went to an Air Force ball. Yep. And the Marine Ball and the Marine Corps birthday are, are fucking known. Yeah. They for really for the debauchery. That's Absolutely. Involved. Yeah. I've never been invited to either for makes me <laughs> I've I've been invited to the one in Beville a ton of times. I just don't go because of certain people. And you don't take me. No, I don't go because that of would give people. me a chance to go to prom again. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's prom, but you're allowed to drink. Yeah. It's even actually you're encouraged. You're prom. encouraged to drink. It, and it's great. I mean, the see, amount of money. Love me. You just yeah. don't love me. <gasps> what are you doing? Oh, you have Atlanta. The mouse, the mouse was on something that was covering part of the screen. That was my we, boob. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of money that we spend on our uniform it is just ridiculous. And then we are absolutely getting drunk, throwing up on it. It ends up on the floor. It's got stripper glitter on it, whatever. I mean, it's just, that's what we do for the birthday. That's how we celebrate our birthday. Strippers. Stripper yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Stripper glitter is involved in so You're, many stories for so many things. Why is the Marine Corps birthday better than my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The one thing that annoys the shit out of me about the Marine Corps birthday is uh, my local veterans group. We put on a 100-mile ruck march every year. Um, it's 20 miles a day, five days straight, camping out at night. Uh, mostly we get catered to by various churches and small organizations. They'll feed us every night, and we just we walk 20 miles a day because we're absolutely fucking retarded and it represents walking the last hundred miles home for uh, the guys and gals that never will. Um, it always, it's always around veterans day. So veterans day is November 11th. Yep. We always have to deal with Marines not finishing the fucking March because they get shitty drunk <laughs> or pissing and moaning the whole fucking day. Then why schedule it for that? Because it got, because that's when it veterans happens. Day. It happens on veterans day. And Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah, they just no call, no show. And we've already bought like all the food and, and shit and reserved camp spots for them. And that's, that's the only thing that bugs me about the, the birthdays. Just, just that interferes move with that. it. It's that simple. <laughs> just fucking no. move it. No. Oh, we're girls. Girls would be like, we're just going to fucking move it. So people show up. <laughs> Y'all are like, no, no, the it girls were just on this motherfucking day. No, the girls were just, the girls were just talk shit about each other behind each other's backs. That is, that's, that's high school girls. I'm talking about like actual women, like girls. No, no, that's fucking women too. That's grown ass ladies. I'm sorry. What women are you hanging out with? 
because that is not me. We see their TikTok videos. Last time I checked, you talked to me. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Who watches fucking TikTok? You're, <laughs> you're 40, man. TikTok is TikTok is is uh, blocked on the Wi-Fi at work. Dude, Facebook, they blocked the they, fact they blocked. That you know that means you've checked. No, I heard everybody else bitch. Or or one like Anthony sends me TikToks of different shit and I can't open them at work. Like he sent me one of uh, some like crazy ass haunt the other day. He's like, hey, you'll like this. And I couldn't watch it at work. I'd wait to get home. Am I the only one not watching TikTok? I don't do TikTok. No, I, I don't it's like, uh, But it's like, but they is. also blocked they blocked our Facebook to where like the uh the gifts for comments that you have to hit the little yeah. circle to make them play. That won't even work. Like nothing that's animated will work. That's funny. At work. It's the stupid. only reason the only reason I use Instagram is because I can post on Instagram and share it directly with Facebook. So I don't have to do two things at the same time. Nice. Other than that, I, I, I miss MySpace. That's, you know. Yeah. Where you had your music playing in the background. Yeah, and your own kind of stuff, fucking... your top five, you know. Like... Stop and, and, and Tom, <laughs> Tom never pushed his agenda. He just wanted Tom, to be your friend. Tom right. Never she's agenda fucking anti-political tom he might have been political we don't know he just wanted to be your friend no questions asked like hey he'd be making a killing man because he'd have like a million followers we should we should make a we should make a trend of going back to fucking myspace and it's like doing a mass does it even exist anymore seriously yeah but it's mainly for like musicians trying to push their shit Let's go back to yeah. MySpace. Because I was See, trying I to, like I was it. trying to log into MySpace. Because to get a that would be pictures. funny. You meet someone and it's like, oh, are you on social? Yeah, it's uh cat tyranny forward slash MySpace. And they're like, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, but don't burn up my minutes. I got only so many minutes on my on my phone. Don't text me until after seven. <laughs> but we do you still what, what, free. did you have AOL? What was your AOL name? Crazy monkey79 at AOL.com. And it was all spelled. It was spelled all kinds of fucked up too, because like yeah. you know, monkey like M U N K Y, you know, like. I think yeah, uh, I'm like one of the last remaining AOL emailers. No, you know, you're I, still I using have, AOL. Oh, I still have that's still my primary. Do you other dial than my, up? I, my gunny at born in a bar, um, but I still have JS Esterly at AOL.com. Yeah, so, so do they still send you the CDs with the uh, 500 hours? Yeah. Shut the <laughs> no. fuck. <laughs> no. Okay, if you're under the age of like 37, oh, no. dude, I had a you moment no fucking today. Clue what we're talking There's about. this like help desk guy that shows up on our computer at work, and his name is Noah. Then one of the nurses was like, freaking Noah, and like, I can't close him out. I'm like, you got to slide him to the bottom and X him out. I was like, it's like that fucking pep- paperclip guy that used to show up at the bottom of the right hand screen. And her and I were not seeing eye to eye because she's 22, and I was like, paperclip guy and i was like fucking forget it i'm out i, I fucking retire i'm too old for this shit yeah. the paperclip guy with the big eyes he'd be like you need help a bitch i would tell you if i need help i'm fine so speaking of age how you're you graduated 93 right so you're yeah. just a few years older than me um you're old enough to remember never ending story the original one it's Why? it's fucking masterpiece Why? You're you're not in the same boat as me, but it's a fucking masterpiece. It's I Disney just announced that they are remaking Never Ending Story. Oh. And I'm just so oh. frustrated. Like I don't care who they cast. <laughs> Your face. But that's just enough. that's one of those ones. It's like that would that's like redoing the Lost Boys, which they're fucking doing. They are doing redoing. Are they really? Yes. yes. Oh my god. Sons of bitches. Or let's say uh what would be like 
Goonies. If they redo the Goonies, I'd lose my fucking shit. They're like, making they're making the the requel of it. With, but it's gonna have like some of the original people. It better as parents, and then I'd watch it. But other than that, no. Yeah, I guess they go and they find more about one on Willie's shit. <laughs> what? What was that? One on Willie's shit? Yeah, you know, his boo- booty traps. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you said you're working on another book, right? Yep. When, when can we expect to see that? You already said November tenth. November tenth. Okay, you birthday. said that. That's yeah. That's my plan. Uh, hey, I that's plan TBI. What's that? TBI. That's my excuse of, of not remembering shit. Um, JD yeah. uses traumatic brain injury as, as his excuse for everything. I told you to take out trash. TBI. TBI. <laughs> so it's really funny because if I tell him, hey, baby, I'm going to buy you a beer on the way home, he remembers that shit and doesn't remember any of the I can't out. help how my brain works. Come on. Oh, come on. It's selective amnesia. My brain has a mind it. of its own. Uh-huh. That's fucking retarded. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my plan though is to have three books. Um, each one of them going to be coming out on the Marine Corps birthday. Uh, so like the the one you've got there that came out last uh, November tenth. The next one will be out this November tenth, and I'll do the third one. Um, I'm doing a red, white, and blue cover scheme. So uh, the next one coming out is going to be white, and then the final one will be red. Is it all just going to be Jarhead stuff? Are you ever going to include other branches? So. I want to no, absolutely. You know what? I've had so many people talk to me about their own stories of different branches and stuff like that. And I think what I'm going to do is uh, after I get these three done, I'm going to do like an all services uh, that way, um, you know, you can get because we all have great stories. You know, so uh, you're I mean, trying just, to be all inclusive because these whiny bitches. Yeah, like the founding fathers uh, multi branch death match or something. Uh, but I think, you know, you have a very selective amount of people like the air force, right? I, I work with 75 of them. Um, and they're, you know, when you say, tell me your best story and they're like, okay, so I dated a girl once, uh, that I met online and then we broke up. While I was in Guam, I went to a strip club. Okay. Oh my you know, so like some of their stories just aren't aren't the same as ours where we like look, we go out and we look to do stupid shit. I mean, that's just what we do. Oh, so that's um, like a thing. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was just yeah. you. Maybe that's why I meshed with the Marines. See, and I couldn't yeah. I couldn't join the Marines because yeah, uh, my dad tip. my dad was a, a Vietnam veteran. Um he was Navy and and my mom was married to uh, another Navy gentleman before she married my dad but my my parents straight up said if you go marines you're going to disown you and it was because of they had the mentality of the the nom era yep um drafted marine so and i knew i wasn't going army i definitely wasn't fucking going navy so it was like all right well i guess it's fucking air force growing up my uncle was in the 82nd airborne in vietnam and that's all I really knew. I only really knew Army and Marines. And the only reason I kind of knew that was just from watching TV shows and, you know, like that kind of thing. And I knew that I wanted to be better than my uncle. So the only way I could do that was if I joined the Marines, um, which I did. Everybody said, yeah, you're not going to be able to. Oh, oh, this is meant Finish that anecdote. <laughs> Uh, You're not gonna be able to I'm gonna prove you wrong, no matter what. 
So of course I joined the Marines and then I'm in and he, and of course his response then is, well, you're still nothing until you jump out of planes. So I had to go to jump school so I could get my jump wings just so <laughs> I could say now what motherfucker, now you can't say shit. That's well, you've never been to war. Oh, fuck. All right. Now, here we go. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll deliberately start a war just right. so I can talk to you. <laughs> hey, Taliban, come on over. I know. I'm going to vote next. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the next conspiracy theory that I started 9-11 because I needed to go to war. To well, now it is. I'm going to write an entire book. Now that you put it out it. there on yeah. Facebook and shit. It, yeah, it's in the world. And now it is. Now. <laughs> <laughs> if I've seen it on the internet, it's got to be true. That's be true. the rule. French so, yeah. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, she has to work in the morning. Um, so we have to start winding it up. I would like to ask you on the air, would you like to come back and do another episode? I still feel like there's a ton of shit that we need to cover that we didn't even... We, Today was just scratching an itch. It wasn't getting into the dirty Yeah, sore. then we've got to read your book, and then we've got to read your next book. So <laughs> we're going to have a lot more to harass you about next time. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'd love to. Oh, that's awesome. I'd love to have you back. Or uh, you could come down and do a haunt with us. Yeah, hey, we'll, we, we, uh, I'm sure we could figure out a way to get down there. Yeah. And, then, and then we got to get up there to go do the Eastern State. Well, there's weird yeah. beaches down here. They're not pretty, but they're wet. <laughs> we have sand. Just don't step on any syringes. <laughs> That's a story for next time. Remind me later. Uh, but um, Jesse, thank you so much. I know it was short notice. We've only been, uh, been talking about you being on the show for like a week, week and a half. Uh, it was super short notice, but it was super awesome. Thank you for getting me the book. I can't wait to finish reading it. Um, do me a favor uh, real quick. Where can they find your book? Uh, it's on Amazon. It's kind of hard to find, uh, but if you do um, bornatabar.com, look up. That's my webpage, and there is a link right on there for the book. Hell yeah! So, uh, as a reminder, as every week, if you're going out to drink, make sure that you uh, find a sober ride home, Uber, uh, crawl, whatever, whatever you gotta do. Whatever that chick's name is who's sitting next to you, she's gonna be really yep. hot by the time you get to her place. Do a couple yep. shots. Just, and- just do a cup check first. Make sure that you uh, know what you're she going home with. Penis. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a reminder, you can go to. She might be packing more than you are, buddy. <laughs> you can't go to all of. God damn it, you can go see all of our old episodes <laughs> at YouTube and any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Don't forget to uh, tongue punch that share box fart or that share button fart box. And try to get that like button to go cottaging with you. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, Jesse. Uh, we will definitely have you on. We're going to schedule that. Don't go anywhere. Uh, you guys have a great night. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, everybody. See you.